Hey y'all, welcome to the brand new, rebranded Ordinary Women, Extraordinary God. We're a virtual women's ministry working in tandem with the ministries of Love We're Finding, and we are here to encourage you to laugh without fear of the future. I'm your host, Melanie Red, and we are so glad and grateful that you've joined us today. I have a question to start with today. Do you ever have those aha moments in your life? Maybe that moment when you realize you can't eat everything you want, ice cream, Cheetos, M&Ms, and still stay skinny. Maybe it's the moment when you realize that your kids are going to move out one day. Maybe like me, you've had those moments when you realize you're not as strong or as fast or as flexible as you used to be. Those moments for me usually happen when I have to get off the floor. (laughs) These are aha moments, and we can have them spiritually as well. I had a recent situation in my own life where I felt like God was just telling me to stay put. The doors would not open. The lock would not give. The path was not clear. And I remember a friend asked one day how she could pray for me. Her name is Kim. And I told her the situation and what was going on. And she wrote me back. I did not like this at the time, but I felt like God used her to speak to me. She said this, I believe God is leading you to wait. Don't press against this, Melanie. (laughs) And so I stopped and I took a deep breath. And the situation took me from going my way to turning back and being willing to go God's way. God used it to turn my religion into my reality. When we have these challenging moments, we learn so much about ourselves and about God. We discover if what we say is what we really believe. And today, we're going to take a quick look at an Old Testament story, and I want to share with you some truths about God that may give you pause or cause you to also have an aha moment. I pray that these truths from Scripture will make all of us ponder a little bit more about how our great God really works. These truths actually come from my Adrian Rogers Legacy Bible, which I'll link in the show notes. The outline actually was shared by Pastor Adrian Rogers years ago, and I thought it was so profound in the way that he explained the character of God that I wanted to pass it on to you. So we'll do that in just a second. But before we do, I want to share something with you. Our friends at Love We're Finding make this podcast possible. And Love We're Finding is supported by generous gifts from people who are blessed by our ministry. This month, we are offering a Bible study. It's called the More Than Conquerors Bible Study. And here are a few details. We are meant to live the victory we've been given. Are you just surviving until you get to heaven, struggling with the same issues over and over, going through the motions without any real victory? That's not the Christian life God wants you to have. So grab your copy of the More Than Conquerors Bible Study and enjoy the victory of claiming Christ as Lord. This Bible study is available to you for a gift of any amount, and I'll put the link in the show notes for you to go over and check it out. Now, let's go back to the devotional and talk a little bit about how we can turn our religion and what we say we believe into what we actually believe. In 1 Samuel chapter 4, the armies of God's people had lost 4,000 men in a heated battle with the Philistines, so they called for the Ark of God. This was the symbol of God's presence in the Old Testament, and they thought if they got that ark, they could win the battle. But a crazy thing happened. They got the ark, and they lost another 30,000 men. Not only that, but the Philistines captured the ark of God. So what can we learn from this story? Here are four truths from Pastor Adrian Rogers that are so eloquently put, and I want to share them with you. First of all, the first truth we can learn, God cannot be used. God's people thought they could bring God into their fight. They presumed 
that they could take advantage of his presence via the ark, but they quickly found out that Almighty God cannot be used. They weren't honoring the Lord. Instead, they were trying to use God. They looked at their losing battle, and they ran to get that ark. But God wasn't their first thought. Instead, he was their last resort. Pastor Rogers says it this way, God isn't about to be your co-pilot. He won't be your business partner. He is Lord. He is capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. So here's the first truth, and sometimes this is hard, but we cannot use God. Here's the second truth. God cannot be captured. Not only will God not be used, God will not be captured. The Philistines took the Ark of the Covenant, and that was a tremendous mistake. And I believe people think that they can borrow other people's religion and someone else can be their guide. One church will look to another or want their program or their music or their pastor, but God and his presence cannot be borrowed. In fact, secondhand religion always causes calamity and trouble. Let me, let me give you an example of this because this is kind of heavy thinking, but I think this will bring it down to where we are. I think like me, you've seen people who depended on the faith of their parents or their grandparents, but our faith must be our faith. We must personally accept the Lord Jesus and follow him. No one is grandfathered in to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let me give you another example. I went to college at Baylor University in Waco, Texas, made famous by the fixer-upper Chip and Joanna. And um, I went through sorority rush as a freshman in college. And we went to parties and we met people. And what I learned during sorority rush is if you were related to someone who had been in a particular sorority, there were about 12 of them at Baylor at the time, and you were related to someone who was a member or had been when they were in college, like a mother or grandmother, you were automatically asked to join. They didn't even have to like you, but they had to invite you. (laughs) And, And if you were what they called a legacy, they called them a sorority legacy, You were exempted of having to be chosen because of the relative who had been in the sorority before you. But neither my mom, nor my grandmothers, nor my aunts had been in any sorority. And so when I went through sorority rush at Baylor University, I was all on my own. That's the way it is in our spiritual lives as well. Our grandparents and our parents and our aunts and our uncles cannot have faith for us. We must trust Jesus ourselves and have faith for ourselves. Now, there's a third truth that comes from this scripture, and it's this. God cannot be managed, although many of us have tried. (laughs) I know I have. (laughs) I know I've tried to manage God and his plans for my life, and maybe you have as well. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, David tried to bring the Ark of the Covenant home, but he got in trouble because David's men didn't carry the Ark the way that God had commanded them to carry it. In the Bible, they were given very specific instructions on how the Ark of the Covenant was to be handled. Instead of doing it God's way, though, David's men threw it up on a cart and pulled it just like the Philistines did, and that messed everything up. Here's the truth in this story. Whenever we try to haul the ark of God around using the world's philosophies, God won't allow it to happen. He will not be managed. He will not be manipulated. No matter how clever we are, we cannot outsmart, outdirect, outfox, or outmaneuver the Lord God. We have to do it His way or no way at all. So God cannot be used, captured, or managed. But here's some good news, and this is the final truth. If we want to turn our religion into reality, 
we need to learn that God can be enjoyed. In 2 Samuel 6.11, we see David seeking God's presence again. And this time, he brought the Ark of the Covenant home the right way. David made sure he followed all of God's directions. Then David demonstrated that in order for us to enjoy the presence of God and turn religion into reality, there's one thing we have to do. What is it? We have to obey the will of God. Jesus said, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. That's John 14, 21. Here's the bottom line truth of this whole devotional. There is no substitute for obedience. If you want to know the reality of God, you have to obey God. Now, most people think we need more religion, yet religion has never helped anybody. Religion is man's effort to somehow make himself acceptable to God. But biblical salvation is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It's time that people stopped enduring religion and begin enjoying salvation. Enjoying our salvation always begins with obedience. It's time we turn religion into reality. And so you may be asking, what does that really look like, Melanie? I don't understand what you're saying. Let me give you the example that I shared at the beginning in my own life. When I was frustrated with the situation and trying to push ahead, I really felt like God said this to me. Now, he did not say this out loud. (laughs) I've never heard him speak out loud, but I sensed in my spirit that he wanted me to sit down, be still, and do all I knew to do. It was as if, if he was saying, it's not over yet. No matter how much you're ready to move on, you need to stay a little longer. You're just going to have to trust me. So I am, and I did, and I still am, (laughs) and I still plan on holding on until he says it's time to move. That's my way of being obedient to the Lord. So what about you? Where is the place where you need to obey today? What is that thing God's been putting on your heart? Now, I'm going to name some, but I may not hit yours. But I love the way the Holy Spirit works. I may absolutely hit yours. <laughs> and nobody told me. I didn't get a call about your particular thing. But here's a few. Is there someone today you need to forgive? Is there somebody you need to call or maybe an email you need to send? Is God calling you to just sit down and be still and wait like he did with me? Do you need to mend or fix a relationship with someone? Does God want you maybe to take better care of your health or to watch what you're eating or drinking or putting in your body? Does the Lord want to help you with your money or your job or your budget or your bills? Perhaps God's even asking you to give something to someone in need. Is there someone he's leading you to reach out to or something he wants you to do in your church or your neighborhood or in a friendship or in your work? Listen, I have no idea what you're personally dealing with today, but I can tell you what to do about it. It's real simple. Obey God. Do all you know to do with all he has shown you to do. That's obedience. Listen, when you feel that nudge or that caution deep within, pay attention. When something's keeping you up at night and always on your mind, when something's really bugging you or bothering you, that's likely the place where God wants to work and wants you to obey. That's likely the Holy Spirit leading you. When you realize that thing that God has put his finger on, this is the place you need to obey. Don't push ahead. Don't bust in the door. Don't demand that God change things. Don't try to manipulate the hand of God. Instead, Do it God's way, and I promise you there will be such joy and such peace and such hope in your life again. I want to close with one of my favorite quotes of all time from missionary Amy Carmichael. She said this, In acceptance lies peace. And for most of us as women, 
We really do want to micromanage God. But today I believe if you and I can accept what comes from his hand into our lives, we will find peace. Let's quit trying to manage God. Instead today, let's say, yes, Lord, I'll do it. I'll stay or I'll go or I'll surrender. My yes is on the table. I'll do whatever you want. Why not pray like Jesus? Not my will, but yours be done. Now, listen, if you want more on this topic, I want to suggest that you check out the amazing resources on the Love or Finding website that are related to the topic of obedience. There are free sermons, free resources just for you. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes. As I've talked today, I realize that some of you might not be enjoying your relationship with Jesus. You may not really know him or you may not feel very close to him. I've got a wonderful podcast message that you can go and listen to. It's called Come to Jesus, and I'll put the link in the show notes. Listen, ladies, we can always, always, always come to Jesus. As we go, can I ask for three quick favors? First, reviews. Would you leave us a review for 2023? These are so essential to the growth of our ministry. And if you'll leave a review and send me a picture or screenshot of that, I have a great free gift for you, and I will send it to you. I will have it mailed to your house. Second, will you share? Will you tell somebody else about this ministry? If you've been encouraged, don't keep it to yourself. People are so discouraged today. Send them some hope. So let your friends, your family, your coworkers know where they can find this inspiration and encouragement. And finally, let us hear from you. Talk to us. Send us an email, a comment, a DM. Share an idea, a prayer request. We really love to hear from you. So let us hear from you this week. Remember this too. We are ordinary women pursuing an extraordinary God who adores us, and in Him, we can face the future without fear.